0: Hi everyone, Lauren here with a new segment and this one is going to be about criticism and how to take it. But before we go into that, I'm going to give you guys an update on what's been going on over here in the home front. So first off, we're going to talk about my spooky season. Just got spooked here. (laughs) I scared the crap out of myself last night. So when I got home from work, And I usually work very long shifts on the weekends. It was very dark when I got home. I live out in literally the middle of nowhere for the most part. There's, I mean, I'm about 15 minutes from like stores and stuff, but I'm pretty out in the country, a rural area. It's not considered the suburbs. So it gets really dark out here, which is kind of cool, especially if you want to stargaze because you can see the stars fantastically out here especially during new moons anyways so I pull into the garage and I'm like well I should probably get the mail because I'm very bad about checking my mailbox during the week so I go to the mailbox have my little phone flashlight on and I see this huge spider underneath my mailbox like web and everything guys there's a reason why I'm getting that dropping spider for my front porch for these kids for Halloween because I, me and spiders, I wouldn't say I hate them because they're very good for the environment. But I will say that we have very strong mutual respect for each other. I don't mess with them as long as they don't mess with me. Okay. So (laughs) I opened the mailbox. And I didn't shine a light inside because I wasn't thinking that I was going to stick my hand into an egg sack and have thousands of baby spiders come out at once at me. But apparently that's what I did. I reached in. I felt this very soft, wooly thing that I stuck my finger straight into. And when I snatched it back, I showed my light and all these little spiders were coming out of my mailbox. So what do I do? i close the mailbox and i walk away i can get the mail later (laughs) when they're gone so (laughs) i don't know man spiders just messing with me right now (laughs) i feel personally attacked but anyway it was that Now on to some updates about what's going on with my book so far. So you guys know that I'm writing this thriller book for the first time, doing this suspenseful murder mystery kind of genre that I've never done before. So it's coming along quite well. In fact, the only person who's really keeping me on track with writing this is my mom because she's constantly like, so when are you gonna see me next chapter? When are we gonna to get to the next chapter? When's the next chapter? And I'm like, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. You gotta give me a chance to write it, give me a chance to breathe. Um, but seriously, my mom's probably my biggest friend, my, my biggest fan, and she reads all of my stuff, and I don't care to say that. So yeah, there it is. Anyways, um, so that's coming along really well, and I'm almost finished with it. I know I said that the last time that I <laughs> recorded a podcast, but I'm getting really close. Like I can actually see the light at the end of the tunnel it is so close. I just have to write the rest of it. Right. <laughs> so there's that. Now the update on Brimstone. So a while back, I sent it off to a publishing company. Granted, they're a very small indie publishing company because one of their interns found me through Ink It and requested for my stuff to be sent there. So I was like, sure. I was like the worst possible thing that could happen is that they say no, right? So I send it in, I send the query letter in, and about two weeks later they asked for the full manuscript. So this time I'm like, oh my God, have I actually gone through one of the gates? (laughs) So I do. I send it in. I had a deadline for it, so I edited it as much as I could for the deadline, and then I sent it in. Well, they finally got back to me, and, you know, I'm thinking, it's just going to be no, right? It actually wasn't a complete rejection. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, basically, uh, they sent me the two reviews. They sent me feedback, which I was very impressed with, to be honest, because I wasn't expecting any sort of feedback, you know. I was expecting more of like a yes or no, but they're small companies, so maybe they were you know, able to do that. I'm not sure. But anyways, um, they sent me feedback. There were two reviews. One was very good. The other one was, yeah, was okay. It was okay. So basically what they told me is that they want me to rework some things, rewrite some things. They actually really both loved the action scenes and they thought it was well written. So I was very happy with that because those action scenes are probably the hardest things for me to write, to be honest, because I'm trying to make sure they're as thrilling and gripping as possible. So for them to say they like the action scenes, I was like, wonderful. That's one less thing I have to like go back and rewrite. (laughs) Um, So basically what they said was they wanted me to do some editing, do some some major like home makeover there. And then resubmit it. And instead of going through the query process again, I would just resubmit it as a resubmission, basically. I would just put resubmission in the email in the back. So I was – I read what they wrote. I took it in. I processed it. I called my mom. (laughs) And then I called one of my good friends, and we talked about it. And – At first, I was kind of like, gosh, that's a lot of rewriting. Like, it's a 100,000 word novel. I'm going to have to, like, are they wanting me to rewrite the whole book? Like, it just seems so daunting and overwhelming to think about, like, having to rewrite a whole book. And then I was like, hold up, Lauren, think about this. There's things in the book that they both liked. And there are things in there that you don't have to change if you don't necessarily want to. This is just two people's subjective points of view on your novel. So so basically what I've done is I've created a kind of like an outline or a guide for myself to kind of go through each and every chapter. Some chapters I'm probably not going to change at all. Like, let's be honest, I might add in a little more detail with some world building. But other than that, there's some chapters in there that I think are really good and don't need much tweaking. And then there are other chapters that I actually might change. Not so much the premise of the book because I'm not going to change the entire premise of the book. Um, One of the, one of the uh, things that they said on the feedback was that it was similar to that my book is similar to um, um, What's the TV show on Netflix? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes, that's what they said. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Now, yes, I have seen that TV show. I have, but you know, I, I don't personally think that it's so similar. The only similar concept is that Cass is the daughter of Lucifer and she's taking over hell. Which I guess in season three of Sabrina, where they find out she didn't even know, but where they find out that she's actually the daughter of Lucifer in some kind of convoluted ritual kind of thing with her mom, and she takes over Hell. I mean, but that's not a that's not a new it's not a new concept. I mean, it's, it's been around. You know, people have tried that way. So I mean, it's not like a it's not like the tv show owns that trope basically so honestly that's one thing in the book that i can't change because if i change it then honestly i'm changing the whole entire premise of breadstone so as long as they're okay with that staying then i think i have a good shot with resubmitting the book now granted this is only one publisher and this publisher I didn't I didn't even know about until they contacted me on my get platform. So, I'm not too invested like oh, this needs to be the one and only person to publish my book. No, not really. And it's not an exclusive submission. So, what that means is there are some publishers out there who want you to submit exclusively. And when you do that means that they don't want you to have submitted Anywhere else until they give you a response about your book. But the thing is, it's kind of unrealistic because most of these publishing companies take like six weeks to get back to you. So, you know, if you're sitting there waiting for six weeks for a publisher to get back to you on a book and you can't submit to anyone else, like, That's a huge waste of time in my opinion. I mean, there's so many other publishers out there and literary agents who would be more than happy to read your book and they may or may not give you feedback, but they'll at least tell you yes or no. And some of them are quicker than others. So I am planning on probably rewriting, reworking and putting in more world building into Brimstone in the coming month they didn't give me a time frame on when to do this read submission so i'm not too worried about the time frame but that will go into the process and you'll probably see th- things slowly change on my inkit platform with brimstone so if you're reading brimstone now it's great i'm tell you it's pretty much going to be the same story i'm just switching some things around that's all putting in more foreshadowing whatnot that kind of stuff tying up loose ends so to speak. So that's for the people who are beta reading the book. But yeah, I'm probably gonna not put all of my eggs into one basket there and submit to a few other publishing and literary agents too, just in case. Once I get it to the point that I am comfortable and confident in the editing of the book. So let's go ahead and dive right into the segment of criticism. And how to take it. So we're going to go over two different parts on this segment. The first part is going to be constructive criticism versus being rude. And then constructive criticism versus the writer, that would be you and I, taking everything as being rude. (laughs) There is a difference, trust me. Sometimes you have to grow thicker skin when, you know, you're asking people for reviews and stuff. I have people come on my wall all the time asking me to look at their book, review it, comment, like it, whatever. They do that all the time and I ask for reviews too, but whenever I ask for reviews, I'm not expecting people to give me five stars back. I'm expecting people to review it objectively, subjectively, and be honest with me about it because honesty is what helps you get published, not sugarcoating because you don't want to offend somebody. So you have to be, you got to suck it up, better buttercup. That's what I tell people, just suck it up. So basically, let's go over the first one. So I, I get a lot of reviews on I get, I do a lot of comments. I actually judge some people's books. And I, I do that just to help out the writers. Now, am I an expert? No, I'm not an expert. But they know that I've never claimed to be an expert on writing nor do I have any formal sort of training with a degree or a PhD or anything in writing. So before anybody wants to come out with that, let me just say I'm not claiming nothing, okay? So, so I do point out like basic grammatical mistakes that I see, misspellings, things like that. Um, I do offer better solutions to on how to rephrase sentences to make them a little bit more exciting. I you know help find plot holes or if they need more background information, if I don't know what's going on in the scene, things like that description. So I mean I do offer that kind of stuff and that help. Now that can I offer in-depth editing and all that stuff? No, I can't. I can't offer that because I am not a professional editor, nor do I pretend to be. So, so that's pretty much the extent of my constructive criticism. I I would say that when I review, and I think I went over this in another podcast, but the bulk of my review is about the plot and what I think about the character development and if and the pacing. The pacing is big with me because I don't like books that go too slow. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I loved watching the show Lucifer on Netflix, but man, it took five seasons for them to finally do the deed. It's it too slow. I don't know who wrote that show. Let me tell you something. Too slow, especially if you're trying to pass it off as some kind of like epic romance between those two. If you, if you haven't watched Lucifer, go watch it. It's a great show, by the way. But if you're trying to find something that's romantic, it's going to take forever on that one, okay? Anyways, things like that. I look at the pacing. Is it too fast? No one likes everything to be too fast either. Unless it's an erotica book and that's literally the only reason you're reading it is because you want to get to the juicy bits. But other than that, that's pretty much what I talk about. And then at the very tail end, I'll talk about grammar. And sometimes I'll give an exam- a good example. Give examples. Sometimes I don't, because thing is, is if unless I'm actually beta reading someone's book and they want me to go line by line, because Inkit, they it has a thing where you can give feedback in line. But I've never actually been able to access it. I've had some people give me feedback in line, but they, but I can never see what's written. I don't know. I've even tested it out on myself and went in line in my own book and wrote tests. And it sent me the email saying I got feedback, but when I clicked on it, it just takes me to the book. It doesn't actually show me anything. So I don't know if I'm the only person who sees that on Inkit. But yeah, as far as I know, Inkit in line, the feedback does not work. So the only feedback I can kind of give is at the end of the, every chapter. And I'm not gonna put every single grammatical mistake that you made in your chapter at, in a comment at the end of it. So there's that. So I try to give kind of a general overview. Like I'll point out certain things. Like if I think that the sentence structure is off or if there's words that are specifically misspelled or if I keep seeing the same grammatical mistake being made over and over and over again, then that's where I'll kind of say that in the review. Now, the overall rating that I get for books, I, I mean, I mean, it has it where you rate the... Overall rating, the plot of the story, the writing technique, and then grammar. I think that's what they are. It's like four of them. Well, I don't base the overall rating on grammar because I know that a lot of the people who are writing these books, they're just trying to write. They're not really going back and editing. They just want to put something up there so people can read it real quick and see what they think. So I don't base the overall rating too much on on editing, but I will put under grammar the stars. So the, so the author knows kind of what they need to work on. The more stars you get, the better you're doing, right? That's how it works in most areas. So anyways, there's that. I do know that I have gotten under some author's skin with my reviews and it wasn't intentional. Um, there were some authors that got a little I'm not gonna say mad, but I could tell in their comments under the review that they weren't pleased that I didn't give them a five star. And it's like, you know, and a lot of these authors I do review swaps with, but but like I said, I'm not looking for straight five star reviews. I'm looking for honest reviews. So I mean, just because you give me a five star doesn't mean I'm gonna give you one, if that makes sense. So beware, Inkit authors, if you are going to review swap with me, I expect you to be completely honest in your review. If you give me a five star because that is your honest review, wonderful, I will take it. But, you know, if you give me a, a three or below or whatever, I expect there to be a reason, some, you know, give me some feedback as to why so I can fix it. But I'm not gonna, not going to crucify you for it. <laughs> Okay, but I I do I do want honest reviews because I give honest reviews. I I have given several three-star reviews. There are some people I would say that I haven't given anything lower than a three-star and the reason and if I'm going to give someone lower than a Three-star then I'm not going to rate their book. I will leave comments on their chapters but I'm not gonna actually leave a review because I don't want to be that person who hurts anybody's um star rating, but I also wanna give them a chance to fix it before I review it, if that makes sense. So I will leave comments on the chapters for them. I kinda of wish there was a way that we could message like each other privately so i can ask them if they still want me to review it or at least give them a preliminary of what my review is going to be to give them a chance to change it before i just leave a review but unfortunately inkit doesn't have that feature i wish they did so ink i'm suggesting a feature do it <laughs> i think other authors would appreciate it too but anyways um so I have given several three-star reviews. Some of them have taken it pretty well. And we're actually very grateful that I gave them a lot of feedback because when I give three-star reviews, like I give a lot of feedback. I mean, you can go underneath my reviews on my Inket platform and see how long my reviews are. There, I, I would say I rarely see anybody write as much as I do under reviews. And I'm not just tooting my horn. I'm it's pretty much a fact. Like I've seen other people's reviews and, you know, they're not as long as mine are. But that's only because I try to get as much feedback as possible because I want people's people's stories to do well. So everything that I write in the view is meant to be taken as constructive criticism. Now, whether someone takes it that way or not, that's kind of on them but this whole segment is about learning how to cope with that kind of criticism. Okay. So if you are one of these people that gets a one star, two star, three star review, I mean, you know, it happens. It even happens to the best of authors, JK Rowling, um, JK Rowling, Stephanie Meyer. They've all gotten one star reviews before. I mean, it happens. It happens. So I would say that if you're getting reviews like that or you've gotten some reviews that are that low, if the person has given you some sort of feedback to let you know why, then maybe you should think about it. Think on it. I wouldn't say react. I wouldn't say go on there and comment and tell them why their review is wrong. I've had somebody do that to me too. (laughs) And I told them like, well, you know, I didn't feel that way personally, but I feel, and I told them that my review, I felt, it felt my review was fair. So, I mean, you can argue with me all day long why you think my review is wrong, but in the end, I'm a reader. I'm a consumer of your product that you've put out, that you've put out. so I'm not saying that you have to change your whole book for me or anything like that, but I think that as a writer, you should take it under consideration when somebody leaves you good feedback like that, because sometimes they want you to do better. And like in the beginning of the segment, when I was talking about the publisher that gave me those, those two feedbacks, like when I got that first, when I got the one that wasn't very, I mean, it was, it was okay. It wasn't like completely negative. I mean, there was highlights, there was lows and, and highs, but you know, when I got that one feedback back, versus the other one. I, I wouldn't say that I, I, I didn't, I never replied to the email by the way that they sent me. Like I didn't reply. I didn't feel like it needed a reply or anything. I might reply to it later on and just tell them, thank you for, you know, their feedback and that I'm working on stuff, but I haven't replied yet because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to have, that immediate reaction because if I did then I probably would have wrote something kind of petty (laughs) so so if you do get feedback that is not in your favor before you comment on that person's review think about it and then come back to it like you don't have to immediately respond to something so there's that I would say kind of take it in let it settle think about it sleep on it sleep on it some more <laughs> whatever you need to do but don't be reactionary with it if that makes sense so there's that and I have actually gotten a lot better at this because when I was younger <laughs> and I say when I was younger as if I'm like old I'm not but let's say when I was like in my early 20s late teens I would react to everything. I was so sensitive to everything. Like every time someone judged me or said something criti- like that could be considered criticism, even if they weren't being mean about it, I would get offended. Like I would just think about it all day long. I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night because I'd be dreaming about it. Like, <laughs> and now that I look back on on old me versus me now, I'm kind of like, wow. I wasted a lot of time and energy over nothing, because the thing is is at the end of the day, you've still written a book that other people may like. You know, And like I said, the publisher that I got that that feedback from, uh, I don't even she I don't even know if she was part of their team. I have no idea who she was. that gave the feedback. but I don't know that person, and it's just one person's opinion. You know there are there are millions of people on this planet. That's just one person. And let me tell you something. If I can't get this published with a traditional publisher, I'm going. I'm probably going to self-publish. So I mean, either way, it's going to be published. I just don't know when. <laughs> I guess as soon as I get it to the point that I want it to be. So I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with self-publishing either. In fact, that would be a good topic to talk about next time. Maybe I will. So. So there's that, but, you know, but then on the flip side, devil's advocate here, there are people who are very rude (laughs) with their criticism, and I would say that it takes a lot for me to get angry now. I probably used to get angry a little bit more when I was younger, but now I just don't really care. (laughs) In fact, I enjoy confrontation to the point where, I mean, I'm a supervisor at my other job, and I'm always talking to customers. So I invite that. I am more than happy to tell somebody no. (laughs) So whenever there's a problem, people just come to get me. They're like, well, I'll do it. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I will relish every second of it because I don't care because guess what? I'm going to come home and I'm going to drink a glass of wine, go to bed and I'm going to sleep like a baby. So that's kind of my motto now in life. I mean, life is too short to worry about things that are out of your control. You can't control what other people think about your book. Your book could be the most fantastic thing ever written, and someone out there will find something wrong with it. So, I mean, just take everything with a grain of salt. Relax. Put on some chilling music. Put on, you know, drink a glass of wine if you're 21 and up in the U.S. (laughs) Like, light a candle. Say a prayer for that person. I don't know. Whatever you – whatever you – want to do because at the end of the day doesn't really matter that's what i ask myself but anyway there are those few people out there that want to push buttons just because they can and they come off as being very rude now those people i'm sorry because ink it well, I'm sure that if, you know, someone wrote a review that was extremely, like, biased for some reason or was spamming your wall with reviews or something, I'm sure you could contact Inkit and probably get those reviews removed, but I haven't really seen that happen. I'm sure it has at some point. I mean, there's millions of writers on Inkit, so, I, I mean, I can't say that it has never happened, but there are people out there who are a little more blunt and especially it's it's pretty big cultural difference too i believe but there are more people who are direct and blunt with what they're saying now it doesn't mean that they're necessarily being rude now you know when somebody's being weird like you can pretty much tell like if they're not and the way i can tell is if they're giving you a one star two star review and they're not leaving any feedback kind of rude in my opinion and maybe they weren't trying to be but you should really leave feedback with those kind of kinds of reviews at least say something now if they leave that kind of feedback and then they actually put good um like they leave those stars and they put and they give you good feedback with it with it then I would say they are actually trying to do constructive criticism. And unfortunately, that book was not to their liking. I've read some books that I did not like. And it wasn't because I didn't like how they were written. I didn't like the content of the book. I was asked to review a book months ago. I'm not even sure if it's still up, but it was a book. It was a it was an erotica romance book. And it, it was a little rapey. So um, not my thing, but I guess that's kind of one of those kind of a dark erotica books that are becoming popular. There's like a niche for it. And so I wrote an honest review, not based on my feelings of the content, but based on the writing and the that itself like i kind of had to set aside my feelings towards like Ooh, this is not exactly my thing and kind of look at it from the perspective of the dark erotica book so that's what i did and not everybody can separate the two in fact i was watching a YouTube video and I can't remember her name, but it was somebody just popped up in my YouTube feed, and she apparently was a literary agent or worked with a literary agent, and she edits, she edits and everything, and she talks about like different tropes and genres and how to catch literary agents' eyes and publishers and stuff. And one of the things that she said in her video about publishers and literary agents, like when you're sending in your query letters or your books is that sometimes literary agents and publishers will, will reject a book based on that like triggers. And when she said that I was kind of like, well, I just thought it was kind of odd because I guess I never thought that, you know, and and she actually listed some of these triggers, and I'm gonna give you some examples. She said triggers like drug abuse, eating disorders, things like that. Those were the two main ones that I could think of, and I was kind of like, okay, I guess I I never thought of those as kind of triggering because we see so much of that stuff in the, TV, the television stuff that we see now. But apparently there are some literary agents and publishers out there that will direct, re- reject books just because of that having content like that in them. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I'm re- writing this YA thriller book. And I have both of those <laughs> in there. And I am not the kind of person to put a trigger warning at the beginning of a book because it's pretty much going to be in the synopsis. But... It's not explicit. It just kind of mentions it not directly but indirectly. So I don't know. I'm living we're all living in a new world now where it we're we're in a very sensitive time. And I've seen trigger warnings before on TV shows and things like that now. Some of them, not all of them, but I just never thought of putting trigger warnings in books. And I do know that there are some literary agents and publishers that I have seen that have said that if you have like extreme graphic violence or rape scenes or anything like that to list that in your career letter just so they know, which is cool. Like I can understand doing that. But yeah, I just, I only saw that from one though. I haven't seen that from any of the other ones that I've looked at. And I've looked at probably over 20 of them. But I did see that in one, to, to put it in the query letter if you had any kind of sensitive subject matter in your book. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But anyways, back to the criticism, I digress. So yeah, most people, whenever they're giving you feedback on a book, they're just trying to be constructive and help you be the best writer that you can be. Sounds like an ab, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's true, most of the time. I mean, that's pretty much what I do. And you got to take everything with a grain of salt. You have to figure out your coping mechanisms the way you need to. But I would say take it in, read what they say, walk away. And then if you have to respond to it, you can. No one's saying this. You can't respond to it. But um, you might not like the response that you get back. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) So think about that too because I'm the kind of person that I have had somebody have I have had someone respond to a review of mine which it wasn't the, even the writer who responded to it. It was a different person. And I found out that this person actually responded to every review that wasn't exactly five stars on this, on this certain writer's platform, which I thought was kind of strange and to me was like a red flag, like is this like a fake profile of the – writer because they don't want you to know that it was them responding to you, but it was really weird because I wrote this review like a month ago, and then they, and then they responded, or I wrote two months ago, and then they responded a month ago, so it was really strange, and apparently this person was commenting on everybody's reviews, and the comments weren't inherently bad or anything, but it kind sounded like suspiciously sounded like they were trying to justify why the review was not fair <laughs> so i'm one of those people i would respond to reviews like that because i feel i will respond to comments like that because i felt like it was necessary for me to let that person know that I, I stood by everything in my review and I thought it was fair. And the thing is, I didn't even give this person a bad review. It was a four-star review. So it was just, it was just kind of strange. So for someone to do that, I felt like it was uh <laughs> felt like it was a, a backhanded thing. <laughs> but after, after I commented on that, I kind of just left it alone. I don't know. So I would say leave your own reviews. Don't try to invalidate other people's reviews. (laughs) Not sure what they were trying to accomplish. But yeah, like I said, everything with a grain of salt. Try not to take it personally. It's not a personal attack on you. They're just trying to help you with your writing. And writing can be improved. And if you think your writing can't be improved... Then that's probably the wrong type of thinking to have because even I am sure that my writing—I know 100%. There are ways to improve my own writing. So, like I said, learn your coping mechanisms and try to just calm down (laughs) when you get that that review. And my my books have fairly good reviews, but I will say when I self-published my first book, when I probably shouldn't have because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I got a two-star review on it, and it's on Amazon, but it's not its not two-star reviews. It's a four-star review on Amazon, but I did get one two-star review. In fact, the person gave it a one-star because they didn't like how I wrote a witchcraft ritual because they it wasn't their style of ritual, so it was really kind of like, out there but then they upped it to two stars because they read the rest of the book and said that the plot was actually pretty good. (laughs) So (laughs) I just thought it was really strange. So I just like I'm just like whatever. You know, it's there. People want to read it, it's cool. (laughs) But yeah, you can find that on my on my Amazon. So it's under the first book that I published that I totally like I wish I could take it down but Amazon won't let you do that basically You can make it so people can't order it anymore, but it will never actually take it off of Amazon. And I'm like, great. So it's there forever. So basically, one of these days, I'm going to get back in there. I'm going to, like, extremely edit that book, too. So, but it's called Witch Trial, Secrets of Luden. So there's that. So if you guys don't believe me, I have gotten some scathing reviews before. But anyways, that's all I have for now. And I hope this helps you with being able to cope with your with criticism. I know it can be a tough world out there, but honestly, like the worst that anybody can say is that they don't like your book. So what? You know, it's one person in a sea of how many is those seven billion or are we up to more? I'm I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm pulling that number out of my butt. But yeah, so there are a lot more people out there who are more than happy to read your book and actually like what, you, what you've written. But like I said, those other reviews that do leave good feedback, take those into account too and try to edit them because it will help your writing and it will improve what you're doing and it can catch the eye of a potential publisher or a literary agent. I mean, if I can do it, then I'm pretty sure anybody else on the Inkit platform can do it too. So goodbye, my lovelies, and have a great spooky season, and I will be back at another time with another segment. Bye.